With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No Block No Rock, Season 2, Episode 19, coming at you from the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room on 108th and Harrison and LaVissa, Nebraska. After two weeks, multiple transfers, you know, things happening in the football program, it's the offseason. We wanted to bring on a guest. Who? We got another guest. That is a little more relevant because the baseball season is going to start in when this episode is released it's going to be 31 days until the opener against sam houston state so we wanted to bring a guest on all right so you're saying we're doing a baseball pod tonight baseball pod well that goes really well yeah why what'd you do i put a poll out there today Mm. for all of our listeners and followers and i was like hey would you mind if we talked a little baseball, Nebraska baseball? Is it okay? Is it okay? Oh. And 96% of you said, heck yes. Heck yes. And another the 4%, they're like, stick to football. Stick and, to stick to Chubba. You know what? And I'm not mad about you guys. We, we talk football, and I know that you guys come here every week to listen to us talk football. So, But this week, we have a special guest. Kyle Kubat. Kyle Kubat, former Nebraska pitcher. And current professional pitcher in the White Sox organization. He's currently with the AAA affiliate for the White Sox. And just because it ups our cred a little bit, I like to say he's a professional baseball player. That's just me. Yeah. Helps us out. Yeah. So, you know, for our first pro, like current pro on the pod. Well, I guess no, we had DeMornay. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. And speak, you know, with the baseball program, we had a coach. Marcuso on, which was awesome, of course. Yep. But yeah, it was nice to have a former freshman All American, dude who was a great contributor to Nebraska baseball. So so yeah, let's let's cut to that interview. Let's do it. Current Chicago White Sox, uh, minor, <laughs> minor leaguer. I'm I'm, I'm trying to because you're because you're gonna get called up is the thing. That's why I'm. I'm trying to get ahead of this thing. <laughs> Appreciate we ha- that. We have a professional major leaguer on our podcast right now. We have a <laughs> professional almost major leaguer on our podcast right now. Kyle Kubot, thank you for joining the No Block, No Rock podcast. Good to be here. And like Mike said, you are a former Nebraska pitcher. I think that's the main reason why we have you on the podcast, why we're able to get you. Well, and I, I play volleyball with Kyle, so oh. I mean... He hits really hard with his left hand. Not much with his right, pussy. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Coming uh, in hot. I know Kyle uh, from volleyball, and uh, I thought, hey, I mean, you know, you pitch for Nebraska. You're currently pitching in professional baseball. What not we, a better thing to do than get you on the No Block No Rock podcast? Right. right. 
Throw a little change up. We're usually rocking with football players. Oh. Now we've got baseball players. And the Mr. Change Up. Best pitch. I was going to say, when, right. when he said change up, I saw your eyes go, <gasps> he knows yeah, me. You had me at hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, both of our names are Kyle, so it's like a match made oh. in heaven. Yeah, we got double the Kyles for everybody today, which is awesome, right? I mean, just more Kyles. Gonna say usually when you have more than one Kyle, it's kind of obnoxious, but no. In this case, no drywall is safe around here. No monsters on these tables right now. (laughs) No monsters, no drywall. We're set. I mean, we got glass next to us. We got the brew house to our left. Kyle, look at that. That's where all the beer is made. We can talk about beer later. We are at the Nebraska Brewing Company tap room per usual. We got the wild card game against the Cardinals and the Rams on. Yeah. See, we got it made. Life's good. Sammy's in the back. We're sitting good. Yep. Sipping on an IPA myself. <laughs> I mean, we could do that whole plug thing later. But so, Kyle, you have like very impressive accolades at Nebraska. I mean, you were a, a freshman All-American. You were involved in a combined no-hitter against Arkansas. Arkansas. And like I'm reading that, I'm like, oh, how, how can I forget that? Because, of course, the current baseball team, they go to the they go to Fayetteville and they put up a fight, of course, against Van Horn's boys, and they got a little hose on their number two seed. Well, well you know how oh, that yeah. worked. It was oh, the yeah. storyline, you know. It's like, okay, let's get Bolt versus Van Horn, and I, you got to think that came into play, don't you think? You think, but at the same time, Nebraska didn't deserve to be the worst of the two seeds. Right. right. Well, and yeah. we're the Big Ten champion, too, on top that of it. That, too. Yeah. It's like that, a Power 5 not, conference. Yeah. I understand yeah. the Big Ten's not a baseball-centric conference, but still, we're the Big Ten champion, and we get seeded against the number one team in all of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were dealt, uh, we'll just say a crappy hand. Like, it seems like we, we have been lately a lot. In a lot of sports. And everything. But sticking with baseball. Targeting. And um, I did get lucky that night. We did have a rain out in Charlotte. Okay. And we were at a brewery in uh, South End Charlotte. And I made them put the TV on in a corner. And I sat at the table and I looked up <laughs> and I watched the entire game for three hours. And mind you, I was yelling at the TV. <laughs> and you're in North Carolina, not Husker Nation. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, who is this guy? I got my Husker jersey on, and I'm screaming, and I'm I'm going through all the emotions. So What's, you have your actual well, jersey your that you actual. 31? It is a Nebraska basketball number thirty-one. Okay, this is Siobhan Shields jersey. Okay, can't put his name on the back at that time. There was no NIL stuff. Right, so we'll have to get into that later. Good friends had a couple classes with them. Had the same number, and I saw the jersey um, at the bookstore downtown, and I'm like. Yep, that's mine. Need to get it. <laughs> Hell yeah. It. Hell yeah. And he's playing like overseas now or he something. Is, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I heard he's tearing it up. Was like is he in like Japan or something? I don't know. I, don't I know. honestly don't know. I saw it like a it went across Twitter or something and I saw that he was doing really well. So Well hold on, I want to keep going with your accolades here. You, yes, you interrupted keep me. Keep it going. <laughs> get his head bigger. I don't like it. No. No. I don't you, you I was like a, it. I was a good college player and I think I've gotten better. To that no hitter. Combined no hitter. Combined. You started. Yes, I did. How many innings did you go? Come on. Five. Yeah. Ish. There was a play in right field by Austin Darby that game. Okay. That was right in front of, I believe, like where the turtle is or the entrance to the visitor's bullpen. And he made this over the shoulder catch 
that saved the no-hitter. Every no-hitter has a play like that. Every single one. I, I has... still remember it to this day. Yeah. It was uh, me, Dylan Vote, Tyler Niederklein, and Taylor Fish was catching. I have a picture on my phone still of us four. But that, Darby is the real MVP for that catch in right field that game. I'll never forget that. I mean, you need your defense to come. Listen, that's that's a lot of pitching. You can't be expected to strike out every dude. You got to have some help. I threw eighty four in college. I was not going <laughs> to strike out a lot of people. Listen, hey, you are crafty, crafty fine. lefties. That's, that's the that's key how you order. make money. Fine. Crafty lefties. They want you in their pens. They <laughs> well, hold on. I'm trying to get to the last accolade I okay, want to mention. Get Cause, there. Because I think it's very interesting. You don't hear this very often. Your senior year, you win the Louisville Slugger Player of the Week with four other pitchers. Yes. Because it was that 15-inning game against Texas. Yes. The weekend we swept those guys. Hell yeah. Hey, horns down. Bam. Let's <laughs> fucking go. No hesitation. Um, <laughs> One nothing game. That game, I would say, was probably my best game at Nebraska. Not the combined, but that game was unreal. That whole weekend, perfect weather, fans everywhere, unreal. Yeah. Absolutely electric. They like to pack it for Texas. Like Anything Uh, that has to do with Texas, Nebraska fans get extra juiced. Sounds like you got extra juiced. Absolutely. And you got rewarded for it. Okay, so like... I know we're kind of going back a ways. This was like s- over six years ago. Going. Uh, thanks in- for aging me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Jared, um, you're older. <laughs> yeah, just remember that. I am older than you. Okay. Um, so like going back, we had been out of the Big 12. You know, the whole Texas thing. Yeah, it's st- we're still a little we're always, better with Texas. But, always. But hurt, always. Yeah. 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 But like going into that series... Was it like, yeah, sure, we're in the Big 12, but we still effing hate Texas. Like We were in the Big 10. Yeah, Big 10. Yeah, Big 10. Um, yeah. Sorry, what did yeah. I say? What did you I said say Big, Big 12. 12. Out of the Big 12. Yes. Now we're in the Big 10. Was it still as if you were in the Big 12 still and it was just like, okay, this is Texas. Well, Let's I, go. I never played in the Big 12. My freshman year was Erstad's first year mm-hmm. and the first year of the Big 10. So I never really experienced a lot of Big 12 play. K-State, um, honestly, I think that's really it. K-State okay. and Texas? Yeah, K-State and Texas. Mm-hmm. We went down there, which, side note, that place in Austin, that's a lion's den. Yeah. yeah. That is nuts. <laughs> they swallow you up as a pitcher? Uh, they swallow you up if you're a different color than burnt orange. Okay. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are. That place is insane to walk into. Very hard to win there. But, yeah, you, well, yeah, it's Texas, right? You. You're obviously you're going to be amped up for that. I mm-hmm. think they were probably top 25. You got Augie Garrido coaching, rest in peace to a legend. Yeah, you're going to get amped up a little bit more for that. But sure, Erstad was always like, doesn't matter who's on the other side, you're always going to be amped up to kick someone's ass. Right. Just, Hell that's yeah. just how it is. That's how he coached, and that's the mentality we had. So but yeah, s- Texas, go kick their ass even more. Right. So sticking on Erstad, since you brought it up in his – coaching kind of how he did things what was it like playing for Erstad you know I mean he was a major leaguer he also punted for Nebraska like the guy I mean he was a freak athlete yeah absolutely so, you should see him hit a golf ball like really good at golf <laughs> is he really yes. yes that thing is loud <laughs> is he is he better than you uh yes <laughs> okay uh let's see what else ping pong very good at ping pong 
nuts. Right. So he's a versatile dude, obviously. Absolutely. Obviously. Athlete. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, is there anything about, like, his managerial style that maybe you appreciated or, like, something that maybe you didn't appreciate? Like, is there anything about Erstad that's, like, kind of noteworthy that you want to mention on the pod? He treated it like a professional. I mean, obviously, I didn't know that at the time. I'm just this wide-eyed freshman walking into a clubhouse in college, and then my manager is a former number one overall pick. And right, right. Major all league, star and, world series, a world champion. series champion. And I'm sitting there like, hi, like <laughs> I, I'm here to have fun. And like, before you know it over <laughs> my years of progressing and even into pro ball, no, it's more business like get your work done. Obviously there's the core fundamentals that you need to do, but he gave you room to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big piece of it. Obviously you don't want to make everyone the exact same. Everyone's different. You deal with a bunch of different personalities, let guys be themselves and, that's what he allowed us to do within framework of what where we needed to be. So who would you say had the strongest personality on, on your on your team? Uh, that Darren was probably just like, God damn, this guy again. Um, <laughs> like somebody that just like sticks out, right? Like immediately, because a lot of the times on the podcast, we talk about like the, the crazy personalities of like kickers and stuff like that. Yeah. And like those guys in the locker room that just like, Take it just up a just notch weird and, and before every game or whatever the case might be. Yeah, weird guys, whatever the case might <laughs> well, be. Well, and baseball is a superstitious sport. Was yeah. there anybody that had yeah. like weird superstitious Voodoo stuff? Voodoo dolls. Yeah, like um, <laughs> are you a su- superstitious person? We'll get on that I later. I used to be. Not as much. I, it's more of a routine for me. Okay. But going back to that question, um, I have a couple guys in mind. Were they like quirky or eh, no, but they were the more outgoing guys. I'd say, probably say Mike Pritchard. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's one of those outgoing, like, let's get after it, rah, rah, rah. Um, he also had Austin Darby, speaking to him again. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's just a dude. I think, where is he from? Like Colorado or something. But he's just like very California. He's like, what's up, dude? Shredding the gnar, man. Hey, like, let's go beat someone. But like, he was serious about it. But <laughs> let's go. It's the Texas series. Let's go beat someone. He's like, he always said, Horns like, down, bro. Shredding the gnar, dude. And just like, sup. It's just like, okay. Just Cali vibes, but like intense with it. He was yeah. always a fun time to be around. Okay. Yeah. Um, other than that, that's probably it that I can think of. Off yeah. The top okay. Of my head. Okay. So you want to dive? Let's let's yeah. dive into. Okay, so you got out of college, undrafted free agent, signed by the Royals organization. Yes. Your your favorite team, by and the that, way. That is Mike's major league team. Unfortunately, I mean we had we had a good run. It's what Merrifield's of, good, you know. Yeah. Sal, yeah, he's too. I mean, Salvi's you know sorry MVP type player, but a uh, very fun guy. Uh, yeah, he would just walk through the go. minor league side of the locker room. With his kid, and he'd be like, "Hey, what's up, Poppy? Hey, Poppy! He doesn't, he doesn't uh, know you, but he's saying hi to everyone. He's in. We had a. I think they still have it. Uh, one gym, so it's minor league, major league, and it just kind of funnels into one gym. That's sweet. Well, then it becomes DJ Salvador Perez, but non-Latin music, just, you know, doing <laughs> the rumba and stuff. And then that's kind of afternoon, but you get in the morning weight room. Here comes Alex Gordon, headphones in. And then go do curls, do another set of curls, do more curls, do some chest, not smile, and I'm out. <laughs> and that guy is huge. Yeah, I can imagine. He hasn't. That's why when you walked in, I was like, 
Kyle, can you drink beer? Because, like, Alex Gordon's body was like a temple. He hadn't had a cheeseburger since, like, 1995. Yeah. And so I was like. They say mass equals gas. So I I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. So you're you're good with the the, cerveza here and there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So you go to the Royals. uh, Obviously, didn't work out there. You get traded to the White Sox organization. And that's where we stand now. Yes. I still don't know what I got traded for. They say cash considerations. But I think it was for a washing machine. (laughs) Just like Monix and. (laughs) Uh, oh god uh the tropics uh i know who you're talking about jackie moon yeah yes yes thank you uh, yeah whatever that so, movie is so yeah. you yeah. so you got traded for a bag of beans sure why yeah. not? they're like hey we're, you're gonna ba- bag of baseballs that you're gonna pay us to get rid of this guy yeah. <laughs> please get him out of here <laughs> and you said that was the best move that could ever happen to your career yes do yeah. you want to go into that um sure why not um you know i being undrafted, you don't hear a lot of guys staying around that long. Right. Uh, it's a money thing. And, you know, you got guys that are invested, stuff like that. So they're going to get more opportunities. And then you get those fillers that you can just reshuffle every couple of years. They get a little old. And then you just get another guy that's younger, have him play a year or two, say he played pro ball and be done. Yeah. Um, that was kind of where I was a little bit. And then I started getting a little more serious. And then just didn't work out and get traded. Thankfully, someone who worked in the player development side with the Royals moved over to the White Sox and Hmm. wanted me. So I was like, all right, I have another opportunity to, you know, let's take this a little more seriously. Right. And I did. And lo and behold, going on year six with the White Sox. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. So um, I think 2017 was, I think, your first year. And you were... In the, you were in the All Star game, game, right? The yes. minor league All Star, yeah. So I mean, you were kind of going into a little bit about the difference between being with the Royals and being with the White Sox, and like kind of your approach to things. Did you need a change of scenery? Did was there just did you take a different approach to something with the White Sox? Like what was it? A change of scenery helped. I also think it was a mindset of like I'm not supposed to like even really here like i'm undrafted i'm just a slot filler guy you're right. just kind of what do i have to lose exactly right. let's just go. go and it's just give me the ball let's go do it bad game whatever let's go out there again and that 17 it was low a high a and double a and then all of a sudden i'm sitting next to michael kopech in double a and 17 Dan <laughs> Eloy. like i was we were in high a myrtle beach uh which is the cubs affiliate yeah ironically yeah. And we're in left field clubhouse. They're in the right field clubhouse. That trade happened. Those three guys, including Eloy, just kind of walked across the field with their bags, came into our locker room, and <laughs> they were the reason we won that game that night, like three to two. Wow. <laughs> wow. So that's just how yeah. it goes. You get yeah. you get a phone call, and you're like, hey, you've been traded. Actually, uh, you're playing that team tonight. So if you just want to, like, pack your shit and walk across the thing. They got new gear for you there. Yeah. yeah. And that's how it is. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you've been traded or you're going up, you're going down. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sweet. Wow. I mean, I guess that can segue to like this kind of discussion as a whole minor league baseball as of the past, like two years, it's become like a hot button issue with, you know, you guys aren't represented by a union and uh, these kind of, uh, these Lack of pay, we'll just say. issue, yeah. Yeah, it's coming to light more and more, and we're being made aware of your guys' grind and struggles. 
Can you get into a little bit more about what the day-to-day life is of a minor league baseball player? Uh, long hours. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm finally off my first year or first year, first contract, which was seven years, which was all the minimum below minimum. Pay mm-hmm. So what is that? that? Like, stuff. you don't have to tell us the exact number, but like, what is like the minimum pay on like a undrafted free agent contract? 20 something. My signing bonus was a thousand dollars. Okay. Oh, oh, wow. And a plane ticket. All right. And they're like, bring your glove. Yeah. We won't give you that. I, I, I got a glove. I got a glove and a pair of cleats from the Royals. Ironically, it's the glove I still use today. Sweet. Okay. It has a bunch of holes in it. Yeah. And I still use it. It okay. has character. There, I still use my that, practice one is my senior one from college. Is that a superstitious thing where you don't want to get a new glove? No, that's just more a of comfort a, it's deal. It's like my it's me. I'm the undrafted guy. I'm the regs to yeah, yeah almost like, let's just i'm not worried about a glove let's just go out there and get after it. who gives a crap what glove I have. right hell yeah i feel that yeah so i like, like that it. mentality no it's it's tough it's a very tough situation to be in. obviously you see those top rounders like oh he's just signed for 3.2 million like yeah right. you, you get that in a couple right. of lump sums and then you're making you know a couple grand a month yeah. So do you get paid per game then? You get paid days you have games. Okay. So I only get paid in season. So okay. once my games stop, my pay stops. And then do you have to pay taxes in what state you're in and everything? Yep. Oh, gosh. So you have to have, like probably hire an accountant to handle all that shit, right? No, not really. No, it's not, no. It's not that hard? Nope. Okay. So if it's a you get paid with days that you have games, what was the COVID year like for you then? Um. That was tough, uh, more mentally than anything else, just because I felt good. When was it? To 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So I was in, got it up to AAA in 19, and I had a really good year um, in 19. So I'm feeling good going into the offseason, feeling good for a couple of spring training days that I was there. Mm-hmm. And then that happened. So I was like, this sucks. Yeah. And then coming back home, I'm just sitting there waiting, hoping, okay, they say April 15th. Well, then... Got pushed back. Yeah. And then May 15th. Got pushed back. June 1st. (laughs) And I pushed back. July. And then all of a sudden, it's like, there's no season. It's like, well, this sucks. So you didn't get paid the entire 2020 season? I got paid, but thousands turned to hundreds. Right. But I I wasn't doing anything... And I was getting paid, which was nice in a sense. I was still working out, doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it really helped me with my pitching lesson business. I really kind of launched that and had time to really think about that. Okay. Um, and that actually blew up very big for me, which is what I do now mm-hmm. in the off season. And so I'm I'm thankful for that. If mm-hmm. something good came out of that COVID year, it became my lesson and my brand kind of getting that really built up. I've been doing lessons for five-ish years so yeah that was just time to kind of put a name to it right kind of throw it out there a little bit more and then your pitching lessons are here in town then yeah here in elkhorn okay nice that is so rad because there's so many people that took the time like that they're all working from home and stuff like that in like 2020 that was like the year that everybody kind of picked up their own brand and their own businesses and things like that like starting a podcast exactly <laughs> yeah exactly and i mean even like my business yeah. blew up right. my videography business blew up so it's kind of cool that like you know it that it worked out the same way for you as well even in the midst of all that yeah so this is going to be 
I'm assuming you're going to be starting with the AAA team, right? Maybe. Yeah. I have a split contract this year, Double AA, A, Triple A. Because you just, just you just signed sense. you just signed in December, right? Yes. So, I guess I can just ask you, what do you feel like is your like? What do you need to do to to prove to the White Sox brass that you guys can call me up? Like, what is your goal? What do you have to do yourself to tell Larusa and the other guys, I'm ready to come up. This is my role. What do you foresee your role being? Just kind of get into what what is it going to take for you to come up to the big club? I being with the White Sox for five years, they know me very very well. Mm-hmm. Um, they know who I am. They know what I got. They, at least in my mind, I think they have a lot of trust in me to be the guy that can almost be a chameleon and go from a starter to the bullpen to long relief to a starter again like last year they had to send me to double a because some some things went down mm-hmm. was it fun no but they were struggling for a little bit went down for a couple of weeks came right back up and you know kind of chameleoned into a bullpen role and then by the end of the season we had like two starters two like legit starters and then it was bullpen days guys were getting a little crushed and i'm hey start me start i'll Mm -hmm. I'll do it and it was like okay like that is just kind of who i am in that organization so i think my role is already just kind of defined as like a utility pitcher yeah absolutely you can do anything like if you if they need one inning you can get it to them if if they need four have at it if they need you to start Go as long as you can, right? Starter gets does going to get out of the first inning. It's like, well, Kyle, get us to the fifth somehow. All right. All cool. right. <laughs> We're in the seventh. We're out of bullpen, guys. Kyle, get us to the end of the game. Got it. Walk into the clubhouse. Hey, guess what? You're starting tomorrow. Okay. Sounds good. Sweet. Do you, cool. Does your game prep change um, um, since you are that utility guy? Does it change? Um, I know that like actual starting pitchers, they're like routine, routine, routine. But like with you not knowing if you're going to, come in for two innings or six like does it change at all for you it used to now it's more i make sure my body's always in a good position to throw at least three to four innings okay the next day or whenever my next outing is uh just because i know i'm never that one inning guy mm-hmm. outside of last year i could probably count the number of times i pitched one inning on one hand okay <laughs> i'm never that one inning guy yeah so, um, yeah, it's just making sure I'm ready to go multiple innings. I'm always ready to jump ship from bullpen to starter, starter to bullpen whenever that's needed. And it, I think it's prolonged my career being that versatile in that role. Yeah, oh, for and sure. And then succeeding too. Um, there's been obviously dips and highs and lows and with anything, right? It, right. It, throwing the ball well, and then all of a sudden I have one bad game and I skid a little bit and then get back on track. It's just you play for seven years, you're going to have some bad times. Right, right. So Um, you just got to stay away from the Twitter warriors. Oh, hell yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. More so it's the people that DM me saying, I just hit a home run off you in the show. Cool. Great. (laughs) A lot of people have. (laughs) I'm, I'm happy for you. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. You could always come back and say, at least what? You're not in the show. <laughs> I'm in the freaking show. I don't need to do create a player. 
I am a player in the game. Have you ever like, played the, that game? Like, no, I don't. I don't have time for video games. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, are the balls are the balls juiced? May I? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is Charlotte is an absolute bang box, and the ball yeah. flies out of it. Well, it's gonna, your ERA went up a little bit to like five something, and I'm like, there. How do you how do you go from like your ERA's been like under three, like your whole career, and then it's like five and a half, and it's like, well, what's what's going on here? Charlotte's you know? a tough place to pitch just because it's so small. If you look at the numbers, mm-hmm. Charlotte pretty much leads all of minor league or triple A, something like that. My pitching coaches told me about it in home runs almost every year. And wow. so it is literally, you can break a bat, wrist flick a ball and it goes out. Wow. Like it is dumb. How bad that place is for pitchers. It's but, not fun. And I, I guess <laughs> the one positive that you can get out of that is your coaches are aware oh, of they, that. Everyone, so knows. they're not holding against there, you. There is regular home runs, and then there's Charlotte home runs. So it's like, <laughs> hey, did you get Charlotteed? <laughs> oh, it's like it's like a thing. Like, like, right. I've had guys like you know they talk about exit velo mm-hmm. and launch angle and stuff. Like there's, you know, eighty nine mile an hour exit velo, which is nothing. Not home That's run. shit. No right. shit. It's home run, and the ball's going eight rows into right field. Yeah. <laughs> Opposite, opposite, opposite field. Oppo. And you're sitting there like, what do I do? Oh, yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You check the but, ball. like. But it, it's the organization knows, like, obviously, they give game reports all the time. So it, right. it sucks. But within the organization, they know that stuff. So you just brought up something that kind of drove a question for me. Okay. So baseball is all metrics and analytics. How much of that plays a factor into what you do? Like, do they show you like your analytics, your your numbers when they're scouting, when they're sh- seeing something that's wrong with maybe your mechanics? Do they bring all that metrics into the into the way you pitch? Yeah, especially as you get to the higher levels, you have video analysis. You can get all those metrics, the TrackMan data, the Rapsodo data, and bullpens. Um, for me. I like it, and I'm a little on the edge of like old school. Mm-hmm. Like, right. like just if go out I there throw and do this it. awesome curveball that has this awesome spin and it's perfect, and I hang it, it's gonna get whacked. Yeah, yeah. hitters are <laughs> absolutely Charlotte or no, good. doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, <laughs> right. once you get to AAA, that zone honestly is so small, mm-hmm. hitters don't expand themselves. So if you can't throw it in the zone, no one's gonna swing. Right, and especially since clubs they value OBP so much now, where they they want you to they want you to see at least five pitches per at bat, right? And so they're not going to swing at any. Oh, it's just a little, tiny, tiny bit outside. Nope, not not taking the bait. No, I'm I'm saying a the ball is fifty fifty on the black, right, and off. Umpires are calling that a ball. Yeah. Wow, the zone is actually smaller than the plate. Because oh. they're they're trying they're getting graded they're trying to get to the big leagues mm-hmm. as well yeah so they're gonna err on the side of the hitter yeah so they get graded on like you know their miss calls so if they call a pitch that's you know a ball that's actually a strike like they get minus one or something but hmm. if they flip it and call a pitch a strike when it's actually a ball right they get like minus two or something oh wow heard. Damn. so like. 
So everybody's in the grind. The players are in the grind. The, the coaches are in the grind. The umpires are in the grind. Everyone's in the no, trenches. No, they're in. The, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what that Mets manager said. We're on the jackpot or something. I don't remember. Good Jack, job, Jared. Just some, some, <laughs> Good just job. Just something really stupid. My ass is in the jackpot. Oh, because uh, yeah. Come on, they, if you're a baseball they, fan, you know when Cindergard threw at whoever and they threw him yeah. out. Yeah, I know who you're. Talking My ass about. is in the jackpot. Is it, Collins, manager, Collins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and I know what See, video he knows you're what I'm talking, talking about. about. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I know what video you're talking about. Me and Mike yeah. are like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Eric would know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just have to ask. I got this hat right here. I have yeah. an obligation to love Tony Larusa. Yeah, I, I, that's fine. <laughs> I I respect it. I have an obligation to love Tony Larusa. Okay. Uh, coached my my. Uh, my my favorite team to two World Series titles. Do you have any any cool Tony Larusa stories? Any cool run-ins with the guy? Anything that like you've heard within the organization about Tony Larusa? Like this past year, there's a lot of crap that came out came out about him. Like, oh, you're mean Mercedes. He he, uh, you know, punished him for celebrating. He's kind of old school, dude. Is there anything that you can tell us about Tony Larusa? I'm interested more than these guys are. Not necessarily that story. That's. I wasn't there. I don't know that story. Okay. Um, so I can't really speak on that. But no, in spring training, not being in big league camp, but like I said, being that guy, trustworthy guy to get outs and get things done. You know, I go over to the big league side and back up if someone's struggling in an inning. You know, obviously they're monitoring pitch counts a heck of a lot closer in spring training than they are in season. Mm-hmm. So if someone doesn't get out of an inning, they'll bring in a backup who's not in big league camp, just finish the inning and then give a guy who's scheduled because they say Giolito has got to go five bummer. Kopech Hendricks, um, Kimbrell have those innings. They're not going to bring in Kimbrell to clean up someone's inning and then give him his own inning. Right. That's right. That's where backup guys come in and just clean the inning. So then Kimbrell can get his clean inning. Yeah. And I've done it for three years and this is the year I finally got in mm-hmm. um, and did very well. Scoreless inning? Did, Hit did, listening. You, did you pitch against anybody that's in the majors? Yes, oh, we'll yeah. get to that. Okay. <laughs> but against the Brewers? I did have opening day in spring training. I, I got a scheduled inning, um, but I did really well. Went one, two, three, faced Vogelbach, Shaw, who's with Red Sox, Travis, Travis Shaw, Shaw. Yep. Yep. Uh, Arcia, who mm-hmm. was the starting shortstop for Brewers, and then got released or something. He was with the Braves in Triple yeah, A. Yeah. Right now, I think he was up in the bigs a little bit. So those are the first three guys I faced. Nice. And then came in another time, cleaned up an inning, came in again, cleaned up an inning. And it was the Angels, maybe I think I faced John Jay. Okay. Um, and then someone else I can't remember. And... You know, I'm walking in the clubhouse area. It's long hallway, and then one side's major league, the other side's minor league. And I'm just walking to get food or something. And LaRusse is like, I'm going to try and get you in today. And I'm like, well, I'd love to get in, but if I have to get in, that means like guys are struggling, and I want to see my, my buddies do well. But like, okay, that's cool. Um, he knows who I am. And <laughs> so that was kind of the first time he talked to me. He knows okay. my name. Yeah. <laughs> Tony! <laughs> What do I do with my hands? Um, But I think one of the better stories is, like I said, my first (laughs) spring training, I had a scheduled inning. So, like, you have the ninth, like, warm up and go out there. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Then when I had to go clean up an inning, obviously you're running in, everyone's watching you. We're in the right field bullpen. <laughs> I'm running. I get to about second base. I look up. Abreu. <laughs> yeah. Mancata. Oh, Jonathan Lucroy. Tony LaRussa. Tim Anderson. And Lurie Garcia are all standing there looking at me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. All dudes who have oh, been in oh man. the league for 10 <laughs> like, years. I guess it just didn't hit me. Were you starstruck yeah. then? Yeah. Like, okay. I guess that's the first time I've been starstruck. I mean, I've been around the guys. They've said hi. They don't. I haven't played with them. They may know my name, but right. like, I haven't. Right. You know, Kopech and Eulay be like, hey, Kubo, what's up? Because I've played with them. So they know who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. I'm they're, just coming out here. I'm Kyle. <laughs> I'm just here to, you know, throw some strikes, you know. They're going to try and throw 98, even though I don't. And then I'm Lur- a crafty guy. And I have, you know, fast curve cutter change. So one, two, three, four. And Lucroy looks at me and goes, hey, what pitches do you have? And I go, one, two, four. And then he starts walking away and goes, oh, well, I have three as well. Like, I just forgot <laughs> that I, have, I awesome. had a pitch. <laughs> You forgot just, a, a pitch that you probably worked on for your whole life. Yeah, you no, just forgot. Bummer it. taught it to me this off season, <laughs> oh, okay. and he made it. It was really good, and it was good for me against lefties. And then I'm like, oh, I have a three as well. I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> You're just gonna throw him something. He's gonna be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> You're gonna cross it as oops. <laughs> cross up a ten year veteran catcher. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's why so I asked. Because how did you pitch in that inning? Did, did you did you do okay? Did I, you throw a three? Yeah, I did. A cutter? Yeah. No, did cutter you throw side. a three in that inning? I did. It was a first pitch to John Jay, and he popped out. Hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> John Jay can't hit lefties though. Hey, so you were good. Uh, yeah, that's why they brought. Because you're the you're the lefty freaking utility. Telling you. I mean, I John Jay. I, I wish he played I for the 90, Royals. I wish I threw ninety eight like Bummer and Crochet. Yeah. I mean, those lefties, you got to be crafty because there's not a lot that throw 100. See, but when with, they do, they're in the league for a long time. Right. But with you, since you're on the crafty side, you're not throwing triple digits, you can get more innings out of it. You just got to get that location down, man. I know. I'm Tony La Russa right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> this is Jose Abreu right here. Really. Hey, hey, the beer is a flowing over here. <laughs> I guess. Right. Um, okay, so I guess this can kind of wrap up our baseball segment. Yeah, r- wrap up the minor league. Let's jump into Husker baseball. Yeah. Was, yeah. Let's get your your outlook on that. Um, obviously, Will Bolt, he had a really good season last year. Um, our boy Danny Marcuso, part of that staff. Shout out. Shout out to Danny. Um, they had a good season. How, do, how does Nebraska capitalize on that season? I know college baseball is weird because it's like, out of high school, you can – Go to the minor leagues. You can go and do that. So how can Will Bolt capitalize on a successful year with another Big Ten title and maybe another run in the tournament? Win, I guess. Yeah. Score more points than the other team. I guess hey, that's the name of the yeah. game, right? Oh, it's that um, simple? <laughs> yeah, it's that simple. Every season's different. Obviously, they had a great year. And then I remember the COVID year, they were in... Phoenix, I think they played Arizona State, maybe. I think when Torkelson was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I remember they had like what, eight, 10 games before COVID hit and everything mm-hmm. shut down. And I remember they always had that one inning in the bullpen where all of a sudden that Blow five, up. six, Boom. seven crooked number just yeah. hurt the living crap out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't want to say COVID was a blessing for that. Obviously, I wanted to see him play. Um, But I think being able to repeat this year, I think is going to have a lot to do with the incoming guys that they have. I think they're doing a lot better job. I don't say a better job, but they're doing a good job of getting those in-state recruits Mm -hmm. that are highly touted. You have the Christos, the Brockets. You know, Schwellenbach still there? No, there? he's in the Braves organization now. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, right. Second rider. Um, who who else is coming back? Uh, Kyle Anderson. Mac- Max, Anderson. Max, Anderson. Max Anderson. Max Anderson. Yeah. Perry Max will Anderson. be back. You're getting those guys that I think you have the core still The foundation, there. right? The core still there. Yeah. I know they lost a couple guys, but having enough core guys back to hopefully mentor those new guys mm-hmm. to repeat. Um, yeah, it's a tough task. It's tough to do. Well, and I know like I know the the talk last year was like, are they going to be able to do it again, considering they had all those dudes come back because of the covid year? 2021 was kind of that anomaly because they had all those seniors come back. And that was kind of like what they hung their hat on um, in their run. So, yeah, I would imagine I would like you said, it's going to it's going to heavily rely on your in-state recruiting. And obviously the guys that are coming back because they did lose some of their main their main guys. Well, they lost Povich, who's a big part yes. of their rotation. Right. Uh, hopefully okay. that'll maybe take some pressure off those Christos to, you know, give them a few innings that maybe aren't high leverage right away, kind of get their feet wet into college, get them acclimated to pitching, and then hopefully as the time goes on and late this year, next year, they're ready to go. Yeah, because well. the trajectory was headed up. Yes, from last year, right? And then you know we've got these these big time kids coming in that wanted to play instead of you know going to the minor leagues or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Well, and there they was have, a, it's kind of a high bar to match. So hopefully that foundation can kind of help out a little bit. There's a guy that committed to Nebraska too that potentially could play football, like quarterback oh, as I well. Did, I did see I that. Did, see did you guys that. see that? Yeah. One? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because I remember like his graphic that they made said like baseball and football. Was, like, was it oh. Mikey Pauly? Yeah, Mikey Pauly. Mikey Pauly. Yeah, yeah. Mikey Pauly uh, gonna Great. play for Bolt and Frost. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> see if we can pull an Erstad. Yeah. So what what was your recruiting like being an in-state dude? Um, I uh, I think they can start calling you like July first or something. And I was at a Stanford camp. It was something I always wanted to do. Hmm. Um. And it's six in the morning, eight o'clock here. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, Kyle, what's up? Uh, I'm half asleep answering the phone. Yeah. Coach Anderson with Nebraska. And suddenly you're like, oh, hey. Yeah. It's like, where are you at? (laughs) I'm like, I'm in California. And oh, that's a great camp. We just want to let you know Nebraska's interested in you. I'm like, oh, okay. Back to bed. Click. (laughs) Yeah. Mike Anderson, whoever Uh, that guy is. Click. Um, yeah, so I got recruited by Anderson and then obviously, uh, the coaching change switched going into my senior year, freshman fall. Um, but it was Nebraska, Creighton and Minnesota was in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were, eh, but yeah, that, it wasn't a whole lot. It wasn't like this whole big, right. I have all a thousand letters and I'm going to like post them on Twitter to show everyone right. I have. Did you have any interest uh, at the pro level coming out of high school or no? I didn't know what the pro level was. <laughs> You're just <laughs> I, like, oh, I'm going to play I, more baseball. Yeah, Sweet. yeah, cool. Um, I remember there was a couple scouts at our games. Mm-hmm. 
nothing came of it. Not, right. Not yeah. I know of it. I think maybe I filled out a questionnaire, but that's your basic get to know you stuff. It wasn't anything into detail. Yeah. Okay. So did you, do you have any sort of relationship with the current staff? Will Bolt, Marcuso, any of those guys, do you, do you talk or do you help any of the, anybody there currently? Uh, I, uh, coach Bolt was there when I was there for yeah. was my sophomore year. No, he was there for my freshman year or that's first year. Right. Mm-hmm. I think he was there. Player. He was there two years, two, three years. Cause then we had coach Kirby from, uh, Fullerton come in. I think for one or two years, Bolt's just as intense, if not more intense than Erstad. Nice. Um, so when I heard he was getting the job, you're no, like, no worries. Yep. Like, you're that, like sweet. That program's gonna be. There's no hitch in that switch from Erstad to Bolt. They're basically the same, same coach, same personality. Like, let's mm-hmm. go get it. Let's go kick someone's ass. Um, I've met Marcuso a couple times. Um, we some of us pro guys went down and pitched in their science lab and stuff and he's a fun guy to talk to uh still talk to coach chris yeah I, I was just on the phone with him the other day talking to him about some of the freshmen down there and then a couple uh recruits that i help out here that are still in high school going into their senior year and going on the nebraska this fall so nice uh just talking to them i guess on a coaching side of you know what do i need nice. to make sure these guys need to be ready for in the fall, not just their senior year, but get them prepared for what they need to be ready for in college. So, so you're kind of like a unpaid assistant, I guess. I guess a little bit. Okay. Yeah, you're like the farm system. We we're, send them yeah. to Kyle where's, first. Where's my nil? Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we send them to Kyle. He teaches them mechanics, and then they come to Nebraska. So, yeah, you should be getting the nil for the the tweener stuff. Hey, hey guys, it's not about pitching ninety eight. It's about location, <laughs> right? Velo helps. These kids come in for lessons and they're like, well, I ask them, what do you need for me? Like, it, it's about them for me. It's not, you know, a money grab. It's not the status where I'm going to use you to build my brand. I go, right. what do you need from me? I want to throw harder. Okay. Obviously everyone wants, I want to throw harder. You tell <laughs> me how to throw harder. Yeah. Too. That's fine. But then, you know, these kids start really thinking like, well, I can't locate a fastball glove side or I don't have a changeup. I don't have off speed. I need, I need something done. I got you. So they do a lot of movement work. They do a lot of PT stuff to make sure they stay healthy. A lot of things I do with the, you know, current white Sox, the Royals, Nebraska, just all those dumb little workouts with two pound dumbbells that you don't realize make an effect as a pitcher in your health. Nice. Yeah. So get them to realize this is what you're in for, for the next four years of your life <laughs> yeah. more, you need to be doing this or else you're going to be sidelined. Um, but then a lot of, like I said, teaching them change ups, teaching them curveballs, teaching them the mentality of we need to sequence this off this fastball. We need to do this, this. So it gets more high level thinking as well as, you know, getting them to understand how to move their body. They're young. They're dumb. They, yeah. I want to throw harder. Okay, well, this is what we need to do in order to throw harder. 100%. Yeah. I can't touch my toes. Ben, ben, like, I'm not flexible. All right, well, guess what? We get you flexible, <laughs> rotate you around your hips a little bit more. You're going to move faster. Yeah. You're, you're going to throw harder. That's just, you know, how that works. Obviously, weight rooms and maturing, obviously, is a big part of it. But getting them to understand how to move their body is a, is a big key in getting them to the next level. For sure.
Let's get into our sponsor, guys. Yeah. Nebraska Brewing Company. We're in their tap room right now, taking up space. Yeah. Taking their we, oxygen. Hey, we do that every Monday. They donate oxygen and beer and every beer. Monday. To and the nine no volt block. batteries. Oh, yeah. And last week, nine or two weeks ago, <laughs> two weeks ago. nine volt batteries saved the episode because yeah. my cord shit out and we had to run this episode on a nine volt battery. What we're saying is when you come to Nebraska Brewing Company, if you need something, they take care of you. Especially if it's beer. Yeah. Speaking of, I am drinking a permanent record IP. They call it the permanent record. It's a juicy IPA. It's part of the rotating IPA series. It is canned. It is sold throughout the state as far as I know. If you go to Hy-Vee, you will find the permanent record IPA. Six point. Connor said it was 6.7 to 6.9%. So we'll go with 6.9. Nice. 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 So we'll go with that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very <laughs> – I know, it's low-hanging for Yeah, we, we do it like – any <laughs> opportunity Good. to find 69, it's just nice every Good. time. Good, clean fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's clean Doesn't fun. Doesn't need um, – yeah, so permanent record IPA goes down smooth. I like IPAs. I love it. I'm going to get Can it. you cut this out? That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> we're leaving that in no yeah why are we cutting this out we don't need to cut out anything come on we don't cut we, yeah we, we leave everything in yeah all right <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> all right kyle, kyle. <laughs> which one <laughs> all right my eyes are going both ways right now kyle what are you drinking <laughs> taco vesa both the Kyles are drinking Taco Vesa. Holy no, no monster, no drywall. Y'all no are monster, drinking. No drywall. We've both got the Taco Vesa. And it's no, empty. No moss. Because y'all drank all of it. Yes. Yes. Kyle, what's your impression of the Taco Vesa? This is like my regular. This is what I get all the time. I like it. It's gone. Yeah. I need another one. It's all gone. It's, you, it's a beer for a Kyle. Did you get yeah. it with lime? No. I did not. Did not. No, nope, not this time. But, you, but see, you don't need it. They say it's like the it's like a Corona, yeah. uh, but it's better. Yeah, you don't even need the lime. Well, it's like Corona without the skunk, in my opinion. So, yeah. like, when you ever drink like a, a Corona, it's like God, skunky ass beer tastes like a Heineken almost. Yeah, like when you get that on tap at Nebraska Brewing Company, it literally tastes like what the beer you're drinking should taste like. Yeah, like yeah. we we found our beach. Yes. Corona. Right. Corona. There you go. Yeah, and Kyle's probably closer to cor- our beaches when he's in Charlotte, <laughs> but. A little bit. Yeah. A little yeah. inward. Yeah. Closer yeah. than Closer we are. Closer to Outer Banks. Yeah. yeah. Closer than we are. Mike, Mike, what are you drinking? Mike. You know, this week, I got? was feeling some nanners. So, I, I jumped on the, the Hef, the Hefeweizen. It's got a good banana flavor to it. Um, like, we've had this in the past. Yeah. But it is just an excellent beer. Goes down smooth. Had a couple of those tonight. It's been, a, it's been great. But what do you think, guys? Should we jump into the hot press... Nebraska football. We have Kyle Kubat with us. Right. He's from Omaha. Yes. I mean, Creighton Prep. Went to Creighton Prep. The guy played at Nebraska. He is a Nebraska football fan. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, winning through and through cures all. So absolutely. So let's let's jump into that. We got Nebraska football. Obviously, recent news today. We'll just say we are recording on Monday, per usual. Mm-hmm. Today's news, Chubba Purdy, Chubba Purdy, former Florida State quarterback, has committed to Nebraska. So we officially have two transfer quarterbacks on this roster. Two experienced quarterbacks on the roster. I wouldn't say Chubba is experienced. He's thrown um, you know, as much passes as 
Jared's thrown. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, he's thrown like 30 passes in his entire career. So not a lot, not great, but he has some power five experience. Yeah. I mean, even Casey Thompson, we haven't even talked about Casey Thompson. So, I mean, you would have to presume that he's QB one Casey Thompson. He's got to be, he's got two years to play. Yeah. He's, he's seen a lot of time. He had a rather solid season with Texas. He led the Big 12 in touchdown passes. It's pretty good. Yeah. Right? So you would think that Whipple's like, okay, I got to get me this Casey Thompson guy. And I got to get me this Purdy guy. Because he visited him while he was still with the Pitt staff. You know, I'm doing air quotes because literally the next day he left for Nebraska. But he Whipple saw Purdy twice. So you have to think that Casey Thompson and... Um, Chubba Purdy are Whipple's two main dudes. Yeah. You would have to think, right? Which, who's getting left out? We, I mean, we can all presume it, it's going to be Logan Smothers. Because he's the older, like, he's older than Harburg, of course. And he can't throw. So, <laughs> like, I, I, sorry, I don't want to be blunt, but I mean, Whipple he, needs a guy who throws. He needs a guy that is a pass first guy. And I think we can all agree that Logan Smothers is a run first guy. He's an athlete yeah. playing quarterback similar to Adrian Martinez. Mm-hmm. And Adrian did get better. And he gave us the best chance to win the last couple of years. But in this new system, this new Whipple offense, we need a pass first guy. So yeah. let's jump into this now with Kyle. What is your overall impressions of where Nebraska football is now? I mean, so Scott Frost is 15 and 29 in four years. He's a Nebraska boy. I mean, we're all Nebraska boys sitting at this table. Had to restructure his contract. He had a restructure contract. He took a million-dollar pay cut. He had to fire his entire offensive staff minus Sean Becton. What is your opinion about Nebraska football right now and where it could be going in 2022? This is the topic I've been dreading all week. Ah. (laughs) Being a Husker boy growing up, like that's Nebraska football. Ride or die. You go to Arizona for spring training. I wear a Husker shirt. I'm at a random Chipotle in Glendale. Go Big Red. A hundred percent. I'm in everywhere. Buffalo, New York. We're playing the Bison. I'm walking around, walking to the field, getting lunch. Go Big Red. Like, Charlotte, North Carolina. And still, go Big Red. There's Charlotte Husker bars. Yeah, and there's Arizona Husker bars. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that's the first thing I look for. Um, and you guys seem more well versed in all these names and stuff. I just watch what's on Twitter. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, thinking about this topic, it's kind of a kind of a two hat system for me. I, I think of it as a fan, and I think of it as a professional player. Okay, right. Um, as a fan, it's tough, right? It's, yeah, you want to see him win. Like, it's we're having great practices. We're getting all these recruits. Like, yeah. and then it's just not translating. It's not producing. And yeah. it's like, what is going on? I, I believe Frost is the right guy. It, what piece is missing? And I know they've fired some coaches added. You know, we got two quarterbacks. We got, was it an A&M running back? Maybe something like that. We had an LSU yeah. transfer come in. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's great. These guys are coming in. And this kind of segues into like my player hat is these guys are putting out, you know, all these hype videos of themselves and like Lincoln, I'm in the 402 this weekend for a visit. That's great. Here's I'm, my I'm, top 30. 
Yeah. I'm all excited for that type of stuff. Hype yourself up. But at the same time, you haven't done anything. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't played right? one snap yet. There's a reason okay. why you're transferring usually. Yeah. Because you probably haven't the, played. Anyway, yeah. There's all this talk. Like, like I said, we've had great practices. We're getting better. Martinez is making better decisions. I'm just making an example or something. Yeah. You know, defense is looking good. And then it just isn't there. So, like I said, as a fan, it's it's frustrating, right? Also, they're 18 to 22-year-old kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. When I was that age, I didn't know what, like, it sometimes any better. I got my ass booed off that mound at Haymarket several times. Oh, yeah. Okay? It is a tough fan base to play for. But yeah. that's why you come play for it. Because yeah. if you do well, you get rewarded, mm-hmm. right? They'll still show up. Like, we love our sports regardless. As tough as it is, we still show up. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I love about Nebraska. It's just, it's, come on, get us yeah. over the hump. Yes, yeah, I, absolutely. I'm, I'm tired of, you know, oh, we're the best three and nine team out there. And this, <laughs> this, this might get a little dicey here because now I'm starting to get into my player hat. Okay. We're three. We're the best three and nine team out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, all these teams with COVID can't go to the bowl games. I know a team that wants to come. Right, to the bowl pathetic. Oh, Hold it's on. pathetic. Hold on. Hey, sorry. You know where the good three and nine teams are? They're ten and two. Right. There's no <laughs> such. There's no such thing as a good three and nine team. Yeah, we've had close games. I get that. But good teams know how to win. Yes. Amen. There's a video I saw of Jeter. I don't know what talk show he was on. A guy was comparing, like, you guys made it to the World Series in Game 7 and you lost. How does that compare to not making the playoffs at all? And Jeter looks at him and goes, we lost. <laughs> well, don't you feel good about yourself that you at least got to the World Series? No. no we lost. <laughs> so that's where my player mentality comes in a little bit. It's like, we lost. We're 3-9. Yeah. and nine. Simple as that. Yeah. It's you an c- objective fact we are three and nine that's it don't give yourself the lie well we're a good three and nine team right no you can't be content you can't can't be content absolutely as a professional player we had a great season but we didn't make the playoffs no the white Sox job make the playoffs yeah right we want to win the world series anything else is failure yes that's tony la russa standards Yeah. yeah so Got it. If you don't, and if you don't win, what happens in Pro Bowl? What happens? You get cut. You get released. Yeah. Uh, yes. You or find traded. Someone else. Thank you. You become <laughs> you become a not guy you, until you just get else, replaced. I mean, when I was a freshman, I had a couple good games. Didn't do so well. Got replaced. Bottom of the totem pole. Had to work my way back up. Yeah. Right. It is what it is. Right. Right. So then, keep your right. player hat on really quick. Okay. Okay. So we have this Queen City, Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte Knights. <laughs> So we have this it's on. We have this winning tradition at Nebraska. And right now, and, and we're talking about this three and nine season, close losses, close losses, all this stuff. As a player, when you have these close losses, do you and, and you said this, you know, good three and nine teams are ten and two. So do you think the players in the locker room have that same mentality? Do they think they're as good as a ten and two team? Because you saw some of those players saying, tell me when and where I'll play in the bowl game, right? So do you think those players think they're better than they actually were? Do you think they're accepting the fact that we are almost winning, but we're not winning games? I, I think the from a player perspective, 
I think they're they're upset. They want to prove it. Yeah, they want to prove it. Okay. I mean, our Charlotte season wasn't ideal as well. I think we may have had like forty or fifty wins out of hundred forty, hundred thirty. Not not that great. Right. Right. And you know, we were always upset. Like we want to win. It's not fun. Lo- I get it. It's not fun losing. Right. It sucks. Especially in the fishbowl of Nebraska. Absolutely. Especially. It's it's not fun losing. And you go into the locker room, you're trying to think, what did I do wrong? And I know they're probably being self-critical. I'm always self-critical of myself. So, yeah, they're sitting there thinking, what do I need to do to do better? And I, I, it's not that they're not trying. It's just some, it's always like that one play. Yeah. Yeah. Always that one play. It's, I, I was watching the Iowa game with my buddy. We just put my Christmas lights up on the house. We're like, okay, let's, we're not going to drink. Like it's a long Friday. We'll drink later tonight. As soon as they blocked that punt, it was over. I go to the crown bottle and I like do the little Pennywise, like <laughs> open it, flick it and take a shot. Like, yeah. I, just, I just had, I just had this weird feeling like, okay, here it comes again. Yep. Yeah. No, that's, right? and they were playing so well up until that. And, yeah. And then boom, the whole slip, the whole 80 plus thousand in the stadium. You'd it was probably feel the air was, just you felt sucked it. I was, out. I was, I, the lady that was next to me, I go, I don't even know her. I don't, I've never said a word to her in my life. I go, special teams has not shown up at all. This is the time it does. I, I block punt, return for the touchdown. There it is. And the there worst like, part was, I, I, I don't, and I could easily just as a fan be like, oh, it's over. Like, it's so easy for us to do that, right? And that's, we can just give up because we're not playing, right? Yeah, we can it's, say, it's, it's done. Like but I it said, was though. I know. But it and just like, was. I, like I said, it's you know you get those Twitter warriors just sitting on their couch. You know, like I, I yeah. get that. Yeah. And I don't want to become one of those as as a fan player, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it's that. cliche. It's cliche it, at this it point. Is. It and is. like I said, they're eighteen to twenty two year old kids trying to figure out life, school, sports, nil, relationships. All that stuff. Like I said, I didn't yeah. know any of that. Like I was trying to wrap my head around a lot of things as a twenty-year-old college, and even or after, around a not, lot of a lot even. of things. And even <laughs> after you graduated, you yeah. were still trying to figure it out. Yeah. What are you laughing at? I said you're trying to wrap something around a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pigs in a blanket. Bacon. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Exactly. Food. I'm a food guy. <laughs> They're foodie. I'm such a Nebraska fan. I am in the locker room in Charlotte. Our game is on at three. We have a game at one. I look at my mirror's like, hey, like just I'm not pitching the today. I knew I was down, like, hey, coach, like once three o'clock hits, Nebraska's on. I might be back in the locker room watching for a few, <laughs> That's awesome. few places. Like, no, you're gonna be out here, but like, <laughs> go be quick. So I'm like, I'm running back and forth, like trying to watch the game. I'm in my husker stuff. My game day apparel when I pitch and start is my husker polo. Like, wow. I yeah. am a diehard Husker. Right. I love Nebraska. I don't want to feel like it's, I'm knocking on Nebraska at all. Yeah. I love the university. I love every sport about it. Like, I just want to see him win so bad. And like I said, we see that punt happen. It like I took took a shot. Like, so yeah. here we go. But like I was also like, come on, guys, let's figure this out. Please. Come we on. were still and winning. I, it could be I, different. We were still I'm winning. Still different. I'm cheering still, but like in the back, it's just that back of your mind it's always there it's like it's something what it's it's something that we as a fan base and like that football team has just become accustomed to that just has to be broken once that's broken i think we'll be okay it's just that's something that everyone you gotta break it it first that program has been accustomed to that 
blocked punt being the end of the game. That whole Iowa team, the whole year, it was just, let's just wait for the other team. To make a mistake. And like that was, but that was Nebraska the whole year. It was the other team didn't need to do, didn't need to do anything nuts. Just, just wait for Nebraska to do their thing. And then it's okay. Like we'll pull out the win. They'll, they'll be competitive. They'll play us hard. But there's going to be some that they do. They're going to fuck up in some way. And that's going to be just enough. Yep. Yep. We'll and just lay back and let's not do anything too crazy. They'll do the crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Let's just be cool. Let's be cool. And I know we're stuck on the Iowa game, but like Iowa's yeah. a disciplined team. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. always that's a what they're known they're for. They're going to run the ball. They're going to do block assignment. Like they're going to be. Most of Ferentz's, most of Ferentz's whole coaching career at Iowa has been based on. Fundamental, boring what's, what's the football. Word? They're disciplined. They're disciplined, They're disciplined football. Yep. Yeah. Well, and it's funny that you bring that up because it's like Kurt Ferentz hasn't won a Big Ten championship. Extension. And he just got a fat extension at his ripe age. Yeah. Seven mil. Yeah. yeah. And he's getting seven mil a year. Mm-hmm. It's like, so they must be doing something right or they are just okay with capitalizing on mistakes. They, they, They're fine with it. They went to the Big Ten title game. And got boat race. They sure did. Thank God. But damn, at least they made it there that far. They were still, hey, We they did still, that and got boat race. No. And how did we feel? I'm just Not saying. great. Yeah. <laughs> you look back now and you take those days for granted a little bit. Yeah, I agree, a little yeah. bit. I agree. But Would, it still doesn't feel great to lose 70 to whatever, even though Taylor Martinez made the play of the freaking would you take bow back if that meant nine and four yeah (laughs) dude we've had so many bow guys on here and you you have to at this absolutely hindsight is 20 fucking 20 absolutely if we would have known because at the time i was like all right i understand like that was the ceiling for bow it was nine and then you have your blowouts but you know that you're never going to win something of substance it's iowa yeah but But a little bit better but looking back yeah i I took it for granted i did yeah, uh, I can admit that I took Bo for granted. I'm sorry, Bo. Look in the camera. I'm sorry. Sure, you're a dick, and you said cunt a lot, but you won nine games a year. Language family podcast. Yeah. It's not a family podcast. <laughs> do not recommend your kids for this podcast, please. And if you do, just <laughs> don't repeat what we you're say. You're a terrible parent yeah. if you do. But a little bit of light on the program. A lot of light. We got lights. <laughs> we got lights. We've got a lot of really great transfers coming in. Yes. We've got a really great coaching staff that has been put together for the last hoorah. It's looking that way. Yes. Uh, and so there, there is a lot of optimism and there's a little bit of Kool-Aid to be drank. Um, Not but, by us. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it has to be proven. And that's something that, you know, we started off real high. Everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid and everybody's starting to drink the Kool-Aid again. But it has to be proven at the end of the day. I don't know, I'm drinking Nebraska Brewing Company beer. Yeah, I'll drink my Hefeweizen. I'll stay away from the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Well, let's let's wrap up here. Yeah, uh, we've talked enough. Uh, Kyle, where can people find you? Uh, social media, uh, your business. Yeah, plug yourself. Plug your business. Tell everybody what are you up what, to. Yeah, tell everybody what's going on with you. And outside of baseball, playing a little volleyball, doing lessons, K train pitching, um, backwards K. You know what of that course. means can, for you. Yeah. Do we know what that means? Strikeout looking, looking. boy. There you go. Uh, K underscore train 31, Twitter, Instagram. Um, Not on TikTok. Not that big yet. That's great. That's fine. I I have TikTok TikTok. just because I get bored 
and I just scroll. <laughs> yeah. Like that that's fine. But you're not making any No, I'm I'm no. Like you're not putting sensors on your No. <laughs> I'm not doing any of those trends. No, I'm good. No, no, no. uh Mahomes brother out there oh, dancing. God. Don't look good in a bathing suit. Like I, I it's not me. I'm sorry. <laughs> the nipple tassels are out. <laughs> um other than that, no, I'm just a simple guy. I love NCIS. I love Big Bang Theory. <laughs> hey, uh, find me watching a bunch of Netflix and Hulu. Letter Kenny, if any of you know that show, uh, I don't do. like it. It's fine. Okay. Do you watch Young Sheldon? Uh, no. no. Young no. Sheldon. No. Are you, do you like it. The Office? To be fair. To be fair, um, I've seen a few episodes of The Office. Oh my gosh, a few. Just a few. All of them. Uh, the all of them. Like, actually, I've watched hey, The Office through like 14 times. But Just watch Seinfeld. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen an episode. Damn. Okay. We got to sign so off real quick. Uh, I'm we going out on a bad note. But uh, <laughs> no, just a very simple guy. I like to coach, um, play, play sports, golf, volleyball, ping pong. Um, Keep busy. Absolutely. Yeah. Single, ladies. Um, hey, all right. Hey, that's the real shot we've been waiting for. <laughs> so, so we can no. spin this now, and we can have a dating service. So every guy we have on that single, we could put them on a website. That's a little profile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be like Tinder, but and be our dating. <laughs> and then we can match Jared because Jared's lonely. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I got my dog. I'm good, dude. I'm set. <laughs> all right. Hey, hell of a hell of a close, Mike. Yes. Hell of a close. Yeah, great thing. <laughs> Talk about Jared's relationship hey, status. Really. Kyle, <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast. Seriously, it Absolutely. was awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. It's always fun shooting shit with people. So Yeah, man. Go big red. Absolutely. Well, Go big well, red. What no, that's a shitty sign off. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Kyle Byers. Mike Delaware. Kyle Kubot. This is the No Block No Rock Podcast. Awesome. And, and as always. G B R. <laughs> <laughs>